Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shalom. Shalom. We're on number 29. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston. We're here every Saturday. We welcome you. Uh, we want to get these squares filled. So we want you to come on. All you have to do is send me your email address and then you'll be able to join us. And uh, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. If you like to ask questions, feel free. But we welcome you to come on. And our goal is to get 100 of these squares filled by the end of the year. Okay, so we want to be a, a congregation and a congregation is usually starting with what about 10 people. So uh, that is our goal. So the first thing I want to say is happy birthday to Martin Luther King Jr. Happy birthday. And so he was born January 15 1929 so that his birthday was yesterday. And so uh, we have our words and one of them is, is Toda. And Toda means what? It means thank you. Oh, we have someone coming on. We have a new person. Praise them. And so Toda means, means thank you. And so uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of worship and thank you uh, in the Bible. And Daniel, he was a worshiper. You know, uh, if you look up the book of Daniel, how they tried to silence him and they wanted him to just uh, praise to the king. And he openly, he was praising the Yahshua and Yahweh. He said, no, he was praising to God. Also, uh, King David. Uh, welcome, Shay. How are you? Praise God. Thank you. Uh, King David, he was a worshiper also. And he wrote, he wrote what? The book of Psalms. So I just want to get you started off with a scripture, Psalm 116 and 1. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is God. His faithful love endures forever. We got to give thanks. We got to thank him daily. And I just wanted, I came across this song, it wasn't by accident, that uh, I was riding along and it started saying, told, told. And so I'm going to play it for you. I'm not a singer, as, as you know, don't laugh at me. <laughs> so I want to play this song for you. Just praise them and say thank you. Can you hear it, everyone? Good. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. Welcome, Griff, Brother Griff. This song is called Told Us. It means thank you. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to bless his name, almost oh, high. Can we just demonstrate it, celebrate it tonight? Just lift your hands and say thank you. We lift you high and all here. High above here. High above here. We lift our hands. Yeah. In the sanctuary. Glory to the Lord. And we marvel at the Hallelujah. 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 The scripture says, Behold, bless you, the Lord, all you servants on the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for another day. Hey, Thank you. Yahweh. Hey. 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 Hey.
Today is a good day. We lift our hands. Just lift your hands and say thank you. We got so much to be thankful for. We made it. It's another day. Thank you. And the sanctuary. The sanctuary is your temple, your body. Hey, that's the sanctuary. Thank you for watching over our children and our family. Thank you. We got another opportunity. Hey. Told us. God. He's an on-time God. He's an omnipresent God. He's our healer. He is everywhere all the time. He knows what you're saying. He knows what you think. Thank you. Just praise him. If you can't do nothing else. If you confuse, just praise him and he will work it out. Thank you so much. Uh, Brother Mike, we're going to turn it over to you for our word and so uh, for our words for the week. Thank you, everyone. 
Barcelona, everyone. I'm just going to do a quick um, Hazera, which means to review, or should I say Maher Hazera, a quick review. I'm going to start, uh, get this on here now. So as we remember the uh, last week, we, week before, we learned uh, Shema Yisrael, which means hear, O Israel. This is a declaration of faith. Um, it declares the oneness of God, and it can be found in several chapters in the Torah. My hair, as a reminding you before, it's like my hair, pulling my hair, my hair, that means quick, fast. Then we have Bore, the creator. Ha Bore. Ha is the creator. Then we have, uh, if I can move this out the way, Ha Bore or. Bore or, which is creator of light. Then we have Bore Adam, Ha Adam, mm -hmm. creator of the man. Then I knew in this Bore Ha Arin, Ha Bore He Ha Arin. Okay, that's our, that's our new word. That's the, your new one of your new words. Okay. And Brother Griff had asked um, the question last week about. Uh, Abraham, well, Abraham, how it started off as Avram. And most Hebrew words, well, all Hebrew words have what is called the roots in their words. It usually consists of two or three letters. And that's, I'm trying to move this out the way because it's blocking me. So if we look at the part that's, op, that's, um, highlighted in yellow, which is Av. And what happened was he was his It was a conjunction, a, a contract, which was actually designating or denoting a status change. And it was, it meant exalted father, but it also meant also, it was changing his status from no longer being the father of Aram, which is where Abraham was from, which is also known as Mesopotamia, uh, uh, Aram over like uh, west, uh, I mean, east of Jerusalem. So the, the, the part I have in gray on here, if you look, is the letters called a race. The race became uh, unimportant. It was lo no longer needed, it was superfluous. So his name changed and it was added to Ham, which also was a form of Hamon, which means multitude. So no longer was he the father of Aram, but he was the father of a multitude. And once again, I just wanted to make a, a, a note once again, one of the most important prayers that is usually done in, the, in uh, Hebrew is the Shema. And it can be found in Deuteronomy, Six, it consists of about three different um, sections of verses. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, Deuteronomy 11, 13 through 21, and then Numbers 15, 37 through 41. Thank you, that's very- And then we are, another new word is Hineni. Here am I. And most of, and there's a, a um, Usually there's a prayer 
or reading in your Sador, Rabbi will probably eventually go over called the Akedah, which talks about the um, sacrifice of Isaac. And so when he was about to, when Abraham was about to sacrifice uh, Isaac, an angel came to him and asked him, you know, was calling out to him. And this is what he said, he named me, here am I, you know, which prevented him and stopped him from sacrificing. I like that, Hineni, here am I. And if you that word Hineni, you'll notice that I, or here I am, you'll notice that there's a, the, the letter before that is a nun, which is neat. And most words in Hebrew, which will give you a clue as to what it's kind of like talking about, if they end in like that E sound, that pretty much means talking about me, my, I. And words that end in like the ooh sound, like avinu, malkenu, that's our or we. So avinu is our father, malkenu is um, our king. And our last word that we're gonna learn, oh, this keeps popping up. is me who, who is he? Me is who, and who is he? You get that? <laughs> no, if you wanna you say, say who, who, you say he? me. Wait, how do you say who is he? Me who. Okay, there it is, me who. Yeah. I was me is who, in, um, who is Hebrew he? at a restaurant the other day. I saw his name was, was Hebrew. Uh, first name was Mike and last name was like Shalane and and um, I started, I said, uh, Mia top and he said, Mike, and I said, Mia Easter. And so he said, Shalom Lake. I said, like, I felt good about myself. I was, I was speaking with him and he gave me like uh, some extra rice. <laughs> but go ahead. And, and this is, this is a funny, and, and, and I'm going to add a couple of more because I just like the way it, it goes, it flows with it. Me means who. Who means he. And he means she. So when you say me he, that's talking about who is she. Okay. Me is, means who, who means he, and he means she. Who is she? Well, thank you. So we have our yes, new words. Bora he harim means creator of the mountains. We got mm -hmm. uh, Hanan. How you say that? Hanani. Here am I. Hinani. Hinani. Here am I. So I have to practice. Mihu and mihi. Yes. Thank you. Okay, uh, so we have our words. Thank you so more so much, uh, Griff. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it absolutely did. I was going to ask uh, Brother Mike, could you put those verses back on the screen for one second? I need to copy those down. The ones for the uh, okay, prayer. you can look them over later and replay it and copy them down, Griff. We're going to have to move on. Okay. Okay. So uh, if you didn't get the words, all you have to do is uh, rewatch it and um, go slowly, and you can get the words. Okay. So uh, it's time for our Easter keeping it real. 
I'm Easter, about to keep it real. Mike, did you put it back over to me? I'm doing it right now. Okay. All right, so our Easter keeping it real uh, topic today is what about? Okay, and so we are going to talk about what about, I'm not going to, uh, I'm gonna try to tone it down as much as I can today. So uh, I'm still talking about this incident with this uh, riot, because it wasn't a protest that happened last week. So there's some things that we need to think about and have in our mind to marinate in our spirit, because that means we have to what? Get in position. We have to get in order because there's things going on in the world that are signs, right? So what about when we hear that a black person has murdered a, a cop, a police officer? The first thing we think is what? That they're going to get, this is a capital murder. They're going to get the electric chair or uh, prison without parole. That's the first thing we always think. I have yet to hear that on the TV that electric chair, lethal inject, uh, injection or prison without parole is going to be given to somebody. I have yet to hear that. Why is that? Why haven't we heard that? That somebody has to be accountable for this man's life. Officer Brian Sicknick, he was killed while on duty, but we have not heard anything about someone. Matter of fact, people are being let go right now. They're out of jail, okay? So number two, and I want you to think about it. What about uh, this being called a protest? This was not a protest, it was a riot. This is the difference between the Black Lives Matter was a protest. What we saw, what we see on TV, that's a riot. My topic is what about, what about uh, Trump's impeachment numbers? Okay, so out of the 435 in the House, we know one can't vote. 232 was yay, which means yes, we want him impeached. 197 said no, and then five did not vote. You mean to tell me you were un on the floor, un under a chair, put on a mask for tear gas, taken into a room for safety, and you came back that same night and said yes, that you don't, that you said no, that you don't want him impeached? Are you kidding me? Only 10 of them flipped on him. Only 10 of the Republicans said, yes, we want him impeached. That's a wake up call. If you're not awake, something is, is definitely wrong, okay? Um, what about, uh, about the numbers of Congress who some of them, uh, they gave them tours. Some members of the Congress gave these folks tours before this riot happened. They were given tours prior so they can kind of search out the rooms. There's things coming out which means they were a part of it. So does it surprise you that they came from off the floor and still said, we want Trump in, we're not impeaching him? Stop acting surprised. That was, that was my topic last week. Stop acting surprised. Okay, what about how they're acting if they can't as if they can't figure out who these people are? Okay, let me help you, United States of America, figure out who these people are. Because I used to work for the police department. First of all, Everybody who was on those buses have a roster. 
you can look at those rosters and see the names of the people who got off the bus. Secondly, the flights that came in. All the people who came in those flights, you can look them up and, and start questioning them. Were they at the right? And you have video cameras. Another thing, the license plates. There's cameras all around. You can start running their license plates to see who was out there, okay? And then the last, what about the hotel stays? You can get every name of who stayed in hotels around DC. Don't tell me you can't find these people. Don't tell me you only found 400 people so far. You want me to come to the Capitol and do the investigation? I can, just give me the equipment. Okay, it, 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 you have to laugh at it because it's, it's comedy, it's, it's comical, but it's a wake up call for us. I'm doing uh, uh, 10 of these. I can do 100, but I'm only going to do 10. I'm on number six. Uh, what about the disrespectfulness towards life and our democracy? I mean, you know, five people died. <laughs> the, the democracy, they came against the democracy. W what about that? Number seven. What about all these people who continue to drink Trump's Kool-Aid, drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? And now they're no longer called this mega, they're called Trump loyalists. They are now called his loyalists, these people, okay? And they've given their money and they continue to give their money. Just think about the mindsets of those folks. And like I said, these are the people who are living next door to you, teaching your children, in your workplace, fixing your food. These people didn't come from underneath the rock. These are everyday people that was given the okay to let the demon come out, okay? Number eight, what about their children are telling on them? You see, because Obama was elected because of what? The youth, those 20 to 30 years of age, they got Obama in the office. These, they're oblivious that their parents were racist until now. They are telling on their parents. They're seeing them on TV and they're calling in on their own parents. Do you hear me? I can't make this stuff up. They're appalled. Oh my God, my mom and my dad was out there. They were kicking the police. They were screaming these hateful things. <laughs> Woo. I can't help but my pressure get up. I'm on that, where am I at? Number nine, what about the insurrection? Let's talk about what the meaning of insurrection is meaning a revolt against a civil authority or an established government. We keep hearing insurrection, insurrection. Well, I, I want to hear capital murder. I want to be, I want to hear who's going to be held accountable for that. I want to hear like all of our black men in prison who uh, some of them are so dope, they got life in prison. I, I haven't heard nothing about life in prison. I haven't heard nothing about the electric chair or lethal ingestion what they've been giving 13 year old minorities. Do I sound angry? No, I'm not angry. I sound true. I'm about true. Put everybody back on the screen because uh, y'all don't even want to see my face right now. I, I'm not even on number 10 yet. Okay. So number 10, I didn't get to number 10. Okay, and what about this uh, COVID-19 variant and all those people who are out there who weren't even wearing a mask? What about that? No one's mentioning that. Disorderly, unlawful. 
But we, the Hebrew Israelite, the black people are, 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 are called many names. We're not gonna be ugly today. We thank you God for exposing because God is our light. And uh, on Friday night, yesterday when I uh, lit my candles, he is our light and the light exposes things. People say, oh, I, I saw you on Facebook. You, you had your cocktail, that was Thursday. That's why I put mine in your business. Yesterday, I was recognizing Shabbat, Shalom, the Sabbath day. That's what I was doing. And I had my husband's stuff laid out for him. I'm not saying I'm perfect and I'm not saying I don't sin. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is I'm trying, I'm learning. That's what I'm saying. I'm awake and I'm asking you to do the same thing. I'm not there yet. But I'm trying and I'm gonna make it there because I'm headed in that direction. I know my identity, I'm awakened. And that's what I'm asking you to do, to tread this. It's not that hard. And you can be trained all these other things that United States have taught you. Let's talk about, okay, let's get into the biblical stuff. That was the worldly stuff. Let's talk about the seven seals in Revelation. Okay, Matthew 24 and five says, for many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and, and she'll deceive many. Isn't that happening now? Hasn't that been happening for the longest? That's the first seal. We have got to wake up. The second one, war, third famine, um, four uh, pestilence, five tribulations, lukewarm. That's about the lukewarm, spew you out. He showed you everything. You still lukewarm, the sixth heavenly uh, sign and the seventh is the trumpet. One of them is going off now. I don't know where we are on the seven seals. I'm that guy, but I know I'm getting ready. I know it, it's going on. I do know that. And I know from the other seals and it's not gonna get any better. I know it's gonna get worse. Oh, 2021 came here and I'm going to be better. Oh, get ready for this ride. And you better be in your seat strapped in because it's going to get worse. I hate to tell you. But the good side is, is to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. We have eternal life and we can choose that. And we know that uh, we're going to live out our destiny. God has the final say. He knows the amount of hairs in your head. He knows the day and the hour. And he is in control of your life. And, and the Passover is happening on you right now. He's protecting you for a reason. And you are to protect your family. And you are to teach your family. And you are to take every day and say his name. Yahshua and Yahweh, we give you praise. Toda. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Yes. Yes, Occult. Thank you for sending that. The Republican Party of Trump. Occult Elisa just sent me that. That's what it is. That's what we're up against. But right now you're up against yourself. That's the biggest, what you, right now we're up against ourselves. We're up against letting that tradition go. We're, that's what we're up against right now. So until we get our families right, until we work on internally, internally on what we need to, we're fighting a losing battle. 
Anybody want to uh, elaborate or, or say anything on, on what I just went over? And uh, Chan, uh, Sandra, Nicole, Sandra, we welcome you. Feel free to take your mic off and ask questions and say something at any time. Anybody want to um, make a comment on what I just went over? Yeah, you know, we uh, all this stuff going on in the Capitol is, um, is, is a war effort against democracy. Um, and you can talk to uh, anyone that was in the military. I think that we were trained, well, I went to officer school. So I, I went training for officers uh, 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 in college and, and whatnot. So we learned about insurgency and counterinsurgency. And we talked about insurgency back when George Bush was in office, when we were going to bomb uh, Iran. But insurgency is a political movement against a government. And the purpose of it is to cause discord and division within the, the government, to, to break down the trust in the government. All those things that, that are the foundation for democracy are attacked, but it's done politically by swaying the minds of the people. And, and what you do is you, you plant people inside different organizations and this is not done overnight. This is done over a period of time. And so you can see the seeds of it. If you look back at, what was going, at what's been going on for the last 16, 20, 16 years, I say it's been more prevalent. You can see, and, and, and when Obama was elected, and no, no, when, when, uh, when Trump was elected, when we were talking, they were talking about the Russians and how they interfered with the election. Then they found during the, during the process of time during the investigation found out they were plants. They had plants throughout different organizations. So the insurgency is so deep now that it's, they have plants in the Congress and in the Senate. Right. We have plant, actually have plants there and they are insurgents and they're doing their job. Right. You see? And so they've got us looking at Democrat, Republican and white nationalists, but actually it's probably, I would say probably it is, those are the Russian plants that have been allowed into our system, homegrown. And so we have to look at this in a different way. Our military people know this. They know that. They know what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, Again, but what what they what the Russians have done, or what Trump has done as an instrument of those people, has he has a selected people that are are on his team, or otherwise they are loyal to him. In other words, they are insurgents. Right. Okay, and that's why you didn't have the National Guard because they control the National Guard, so they weren't allowed in. Okay, so that's what's going. That's some of what's going on. And there was a lot of military people out there. There yeah, I know what people out there with registered guns and can make little homemade bombs. There was a lot going out there that's not being told. Actually, I know a colonel that was there and he posted himself on Facebook, proud that he was there. Active duty. Uh, uh, uh. And I know him personally. Okay, I know him personally. And, and he was on, he was there. And we have got to be cognizant of what's going on. 
we 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 already know there's a difference. We already know they they would have slayed us and we would have killed us. But that's not the point. The point is we have got to do better as a race. We have got to do better a, a, as a nation. And it's not just us as black folk. We there's there's a lot of Caucasians marching with us. We saw that in the Black Lives Matter. It's about love. It's about knowing who you are and your identity. It's about protecting your family. It's about educating your family. It's about getting ready to exit our exodus here. Hmm. That's what it's about. It's about being ready when we do make our exodus where we're going. Do you know how to set your tent up? Get ready. Hmm. Some of us gonna have some tents out there. Yes, Sister Easter, and what I was going to add to that is uh, what you said to start this out was position yourself. So the piece I just wanted to add there and kind of bring this full circle is, um, you know, I was saying in 2020, people would ask, oh, how you doing all this stuff going on in the world? I kept saying, I got my lemonade stand right here. Keep taking these lemons and just squeezing the lemonade out of it, right? Taking these lemons, making them to lemonade. But I'm changing my model for 2021. And what I was saying for 2021 is, uh, you know, I really want to stop with, with any kind of complaints, right? Like there's a lot of problems in our world, a lot of stuff going on, a lot to complain about, but why do I need to? And where I'm getting at here is while my problems may be big, my God is bigger. So it's just a matter of perspective. Amen. Perspective and making sure to magnify the right things. Um, and so you said position yourself. And I just want to come back to that real quick because that's all it is, right? Position yourself to receive as Rabbi brought up uh, last week, the parable of the 10 virgins, right? Position yourself to receive the Messiah, to receive the blessing where it, when it comes. So in the midst of all this, there's no fear, nothing to be afraid of. We don't fear man. We don't fear principalities in high and low places for we know that our, that our savior has already won the battle. So there's no fear to be had. We just have to position ourselves to right. be ready when it comes, whether it's death, whether it's famine, whether it's, no matter what it is, if we position ourselves, we'll receive the blessing when it comes. And some people are getting blessed. Everybody's not suffering right now. Some people have gotten time to, to, to do what we're doing right now. They're getting time with their families and they haven't missed a beat. They haven't missed a meal and they haven't missed a dime because they've positioned themselves. If you're in position right now, uh, you, you're really not missing anything. Your life has enhanced a little bit. Maybe there's some death going on around you. But as far as in your camp, and some of them know, who, who, the ones who are in position know what I'm talking about. I don't even have to go into detail. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you outside the camp. <laughs> you need to position yourself. You don't know, what is she talking about? Uh, I, I, I can't pay my bills. I can't do this. That means you're out of position right now. And we're trying to help you get in position. Anybody have anything else they want to say before we go into our, our, our teaching? Well, we welcome uh, Rabbi Avshalom. You know, when I first called him, when um, Yahweh led me over to him, I asked him to do this for a month. And he's been faithful. Then afterward, I said, well, can you do it like forever? <laughs> I said, can you do it forever? And, and God is good. And I, I, I thank him. And we're so blessed to have him because uh, he's a faithful servant. And he's living this 100%. And he is where I want to be. He, he is, is where I'm trying to get to. And so we thank you, Rabbi Avshalom, for your time. And even um, 
you know, on this day, this is part of the Sabbath day. He's really like with the rule, you're not supposed to have any electrical things going on, but he know we're in a dire need time where this is needed. So uh, he, him and his wife and his family are giving their time right now to teach us. And so uh, today he's going to teach on, on the parish. We welcome you. We thank you. And we love you. We thank everyone who's giving their time on here. And we love all of you. Well, Shabbat Shalom. Baruch Hashem. I'm Absalom, Rabbi Absalom. And it's a blessing to be here with y'all. And I've been really increased by what I've heard and, and, and what I'm seeing. Um, I would like to share my screen if I could, because there's some things that I really want you to see um uh because you don't have the same information that i have uh privilege to but i want to give you what i do have so um can is there can you can you yeah can you share okay just just give me control of it okay done like done okay now i'm gonna share my screen and um, prayerfully that, um, see if I can find what I need for you. Okay. Are you seeing my screen? Yes. It's okay. Uh, it's coming up. It's, it's a little bit slow right now. My, I can see it working, but it's too slow. Anyway, if you have your, your Torah or your Bible, you can go to the book of Exodus. Almost, um, okay, you should be able to see it now. I'm gonna, right now I've got it up on, you can see Vilda Gaon student, uh, and it went away again. Okay. Yeah, we, we can see it now. Okay, you can see it now, okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna come off of that because what this is, uh, this is about, and if you see, this is on the website, on the internet, you can find this on sephariah.com and, or sephariah.org, org, I'm sorry, sephariah.org is what it is. I, I gave you the wrong uh, site, but you can have this and you can study this for yourself. And um, before I, I read the first few verses of the parish, I want to share this with you just for, so you understand what we're doing. Um, uh, and while we're reaching out to not just Christians, but the nation of Islam, Muslims, and, and uh, people that don't have a place of worship, we want to give you information that is useful for you so that you can understand what's going on now. So when you see things happening, especially when, you, when we're looking at this parashah this weekend, it talks about the plagues in this parashah. And so it's, a, and, and we want to, if, if, if the Lord allows, I'm going to continue to go through the parashahs, at least give some portion of the parashah each meeting that we have. So that you can get used to looking and you can see how the nation of Israel, the children of Israel, the nation it was formed, I should put it that way, the way the nation, Israel was formed into a nation by the Most High, uh, by utilizing 
Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron. So, but before I do that, again, I want to read something from Vilna, Vilna Gaon, and this is from the 18th century. So you know where we were during the 18th century. Many of us were here, our ancestors were here in this country, mm -hmm. right? And, and my great grandmother was living there and then uh, during that time when this was written. So it says, this is a letter uh, by the elders and the rabbis. Now that word rabbi, what does rabbi mean? I, I wanna hit that for you. Uh, does it mean master or does it mean teacher? It's teacher. The head teacher. It says teacher, right? Uh, we say rabbi means to increase or a lot. Okay. Because Adonai is, is master or Lord. Okay. So rabbi is not master or Lord. I can accept teacher, but it actually is going to be an increase or make a lot. So we're supposed to go out and make students, make a lot of students. On our Shemikah, on my Shemikah, it says teach, teach. Right. In other words, go out and make many students. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make more students by giving you information that will whet your appetite and cause you want to dig deeper. Okay. So I'm going to be giving you some things from my perspective, from a rabbinic perspective, or increasing inspective, respective uh, perspective, so that you will begin to search and research things for yourself. Because Everything that is, remember, everything in the creation is built around Israel, actually, the children of Israel, okay? The world was created, they said the world was created for man, but that the man in there that was chosen is Israel through the lineage of Abraham, okay? So it says uh, the rabbis of Ashkenazi community in the land of Israel to B'nai Moshe, okay, and the 10, and the ten tribes. So B'nai Moshe, if many of you may know, if you go into Northeast India, you'll find B'nai Moshe. A lot of them there. Uh, they call it, say, B'nai Israel, but a lot of them are B'nai Moshe in India. And we know that in Purim talks about the Israelites being or in, in uh, or the people that were in India that became Jews, became known as Jews during Purim. When uh, during the time of Purim, when Esther uh, was again say, uh, proclaimed the fast and, and we were saved. So it says, that, and it's written and presented by the great sage, uh, knowledgeable in the hidden and revealed, the great light, our teacher, Israel, author of the book, Tekling Hatin, uh, the appointed head and leader of the Ashkenazi community known as, as Madras Pirushim in the city of Safat may speedily be rebuilt in our days. So this is in Israel. This, uh, he's writing from Israel, but he's from the Ashkenazi community. And when we say Ashkenazi, we start thinking about Europe, right? But guess what? He did come from, they, they did come from Europe and they went back to Israel, okay? Um, it's any other time, you know, there were people always in Israel. The, again, we know that the, the, uh, Palestinians, that they call them, they were already there, and there were some of them Israelites. Not all of them, but many of them were Israelites, and they stayed in the land. And then whoever was in charge, they just adapted, which is what we do. We adapt. Okay. So you say, Rabbi, why are you reading this letter? But this red letter is important. Okay. It says, and, and if you stay with me just a minute, I'm going to try to speed through this. It says, with the help of Hashem, and Hashem, the name, 
Rosh Chodesh, the new moon. We just had a Rosh Chodesh Thursday, okay? We And I have to teach you about the Rosh Chodesh, uh, you know, the renewal of the moon. Uh, some sound so far and some don't. But anyway, Rosh Chodesh, the new moon of Marsh Kavan in the year 5591. Now we're in, what, what year are we in? We're in what? 5781? 5781. 5781. That's our year. Yes. Yeah. 5781. That's our year. Okay. Uh, so it says 5591 five, years to the creation of the world. 18, the year 1830. Okay. In the land of Israel, the holy city is Jerusalem, Hebron. We all know by Hebron because what? Eber, right? And who's there in the cave of Machpelah? Somebody's there, right? Sarah. Huh? Yeah. That's right. And the holy city, the upper Galilee, Zephat, says, uh, Thus said the dwellers of the land of Israel, who abide in by the Torah of Moshe, which is a gift inherited portion to our brothers, the children of Israel. So we know the Torah is for who the children of Israel. He's pointing out, he's pointing that out, right? He said, The son of Jacob, son of Abraham, who revealed belief in Hashem, um, they are our holy, pure brothers, the righteous upon whom the world rests. Notice they didn't say our father, they said our brothers. You had to catch that. Our brothers. But they're actually, when we, they're our fathers. Abraham, Yisak, Yaakov. Even when we do our, our prayer for healing, we say they're our fathers. When you start the standing prayer, the Amidah, it starts off with our fathers. Avinu, right? Okay, so remember, he says, our pure brothers, a meaning, those that attached themselves to Israel became known as Yehudi. Okay, so it says the, the B'nai Moshe, servant of Hashem, who dwell across the river Shavatayan, also known as Sambatayan, and who pledged allegiance to the king. Now, this is, let me go ahead, the king of Israel who sits upon the mighty throne, who rules over the 10 tribes. So he's talk, we know he's talking about the 10 tribes, right? That are across the bond of Sabbath. You know, that's a, that's a cross. Let me go ahead and read it. I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to let it read it. I, I like for it to come out of the word. It says, whose settlements is in the land of beyond the rivers of Nubia, Cush, who camp according to their banners, the tribe Dan, not that he goes through the different tribes, all the tribes. But remember three weeks, two, three weeks ago, Art Griffin showed us a map mm -hmm. of the tribes that were beyond the rivers of Kush. And they were by their banners. This is, this is who he's writing the letter to. So in the 1800s, they knew where we were. Okay. They knew who we were and they knew where we were. And they knew we were camped by our banners. Oh. Okay. And he gave the name. He said, who, and I'm going to go slip down a little bit. He said, S, I'm going down to Ishkar, the tribe of Ishkar, who understand the movement of the celestial bodies, right? Constantly involved in Torah study. So they kept Torah. But you know what? The, the tribe, they said, and the tribe of Zebulon and camped by Mount Freon, across the tribe of, from, from Reuben, of Ephraim and Menasseh, the tribe of Shimon, and and, uh, and going on and on, and it says, and to honor our brothers, the children of Israel, the upright and the righteous sons of Jehadab, the son of Rechab, upon whom the prophet Jeremiah prophesied. Therefore, it says Hashem, 
the vow God of Israel, no male offspring of Javan, Benjamin, Israel, ever cut off, be cut off from standing before me for eternity. I did that pretty quick. But what I want you to see is, is that map that was shown, it shows where we were. So our fathers knew who they were, even in the 18th century, they knew where we were, but we, some of us, many of us were already here, okay? He said, except the abundant greetings from our brethren, the children of Israel, the last remnant of the tribes of Judah, Benjamin and Levi, dispersed among four corners of the earth from your brethren, the land of Israel. So the 10 tribes, right? They say the 10 tribes are in, beyond the rivers of but uh, of Sabaton or beyond the rivers of Cush. Then it talks about the other tribes that were dispersed among the nations, the known world at that time, which they already knew because the 1800s that they were scattered, all right? And they also knew the 10 tribes were on the continent of Africa, all right? So I'm not gonna go any further than that. If you wanna read that, all of it, you go to sephia.org and you can read that. I wanted to give you that little nugget, all right? The, the rabbis, we know where the tribes are. So all the time they tell you they're up in Europe, they're not. They were in the continent, on the continent of Africa. Now they're in Europe because they were scattered because of the, of the uh, transatlantic slave trade. That's why they're scattered, okay? And you see the name up top, Safari.com. That's it. I want you to get it. You see it at the top if you need the um, spelling. Yeah, I want you to get that. You, you need that, okay? So now let me get into the meat of the port parish. And we should all... Everyone, I behoove you to, 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 to attach yourself to, to read this parashah, these parashah uh, portions, the Torah portions, I should say, these Torah portions on a weekly basis. Because if you're going to study the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, you need to know the foundation. Okay. It's, it's very important. So you can understand the contract agreement that we are, 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 are uh, live by, which is actually, it is our life. It is our prosperity. It says, God spoke to Moshe uh, and said to him, I am the Lord, okay? You want to hear it in review? Where do we allow him? El Moshe, El allow Ani Yahweh, okay? If you want to hear it in Hebrew, I just did it for you, okay? And, so we, and I would sing it we, normally. I would sing it if I were in the ground. I would sing it. I would chant it. <laughs> and, we, and we see this is out of the Bible, Exodus, yeah. Exodus 6. This. And so the, the parashah is out of the Torah, there's portions. And if you want to get into more intense uh, training and learning on Tuesday, the rabbi does a class. But go ahead, rabbi. Yeah, and also there's another, uh, there's a, another, um, uh, it's, there's a, a, a place, uh, I forget, Mike, Brother Michael will probably be able to tell you about it. They give you the, the, the Brit Shah. From the Messianic congregations have the Brit Hadashah included. Mine does not have the Brit Hadashah included, but I do have it. Um, but but he might be able to give that to you sometime. I I don't know. If, I know he has it. I don't have that question. I know he does. I don't. I don't have that. I don't have that. Some people you just don't have to ask. You already know they know. Okay, <laughs> he's one of those. And people, All right. people just I said that because people act like, oh, this is is complex. It's not complex. He's teaching out of Exodus six, and yeah. then he's breaking it down for you. Yeah, okay. that's all. Just like we, just like, yeah, just like we do in the, in the congregation on Sunday, we did we did the same way. When I was a pastor, I taught expo, you know, expository. I was an expository teacher, so I taught the same way. Okay, no difference. Um, so it says, "I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob." Again, there it is that that our fathers, right, mm -hmm. and El Shaddai, but I did not make myself known to them by the name of 
Yudhevahe, or Hashem, or if I say it properly, I shouldn't say it over, over I did say it one time, so I'm going to slip and do it again, Yahweh. Some say Yahweh, some say Yehovah, okay? But normally we don't, we put a fence around the name, but I'm breaking the rule today, okay? <laughs> okay, I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners, okay? It says, I have now heard the moaning of the Israelites because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage and I have remembered my covenant. This is what it's all about. That's why we say you need, I, I'm not telling you, I'm gonna tell you something. You gotta stay with me, sure, but you need to know the contract agreement which he came to ratify or to, you know, when he came, Yeshua came, he came to take the sting out of death, you know. And, and he came because the covenant had been broken. But if you don't know what the covenant is, how do you know when you're breaking it? Mm. And you don't get the covenant. It doesn't break the covenant down to you in the breeze out of shock. Okay? Because they're on a different level. And I'm going to show you something about that in just a little bit. Okay? So remember the covenant. So you, that's why I said I'm going to start spending time on the Torah portions because it gives you, it breaks it down to you what the covenant agreement is about. Okay, he says, say therefore to the Israelite people, I am the Lord, I will free you from the labors of the Egyptians and deliver you from their bondage. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm through extraordinary circumstances. You can expect this to happen again. Let me give you a little something on the spiritual side. On the spiritual side. In the level, um, there is a level, on the first level of heavens, there are angels there. They call them Ishim, and they're the closest to mankind. In fact, they actually are the ones most of the time you see that are helping you, you know, beside Michael and, and Gabriel. But the Ishim walk amongst us, and you don't know who they are. Mm. But they give us knowledge, so you understand. We want to say, well, how are they getting all this technology? And generally, it's probably the Ishim that are giving us the answers because they, they manifest themselves as men. You know, not when you're entertaining angels. The Bible tells that's, you that. That's right. See, the the, the brief how the shot says that, but it doesn't give it goes down into detail. Well, we have the details. Okay, in rabbinic studies, we have the details. I should say the Jews have the details, the rabbis, uh, and the you know us that are Israelite. We have the if we would extend our studies, we have that. We have some teachings on that, and I'm going to share those teachings with you if you can handle it. Okay. If, if you can handle it, because it gets pretty, pretty deep. But again, the Ishim, remember that name, the Ishim are the ones that you're in prox close proximity to us, okay? And their knowledge level is not as high as, uh, as Gabriel or Mikael, but they are higher than us, okay? Because again, angels is not stacked upon, but it's according to the knowledge that they have is how they are ranked, okay? So that's to give you a little more insight into how to deal, how, how the, the heavens are set up and how the, the Most High deals with us, okay? And that's why he set a throne so that he have a place to deal with us. They call it the throne. That's where he interacts with us through his place of, we call the throne, okay? He says, um, and I will take you to be my people. I will be your God and you shall know that I, the Lord, am your God who freed you from the labors of the Egyptians. And just put that into the world system. 
where it says the Egyptians put the world system, okay? Because what we saw, what we're seeing here in this parashah is um, a, to show a, a sample of what's to happen in the end day, the end of times. So it gives us an example of how the children of Israel are gonna be treated at that time by the world system, okay? And how he's gonna deliver us through using Mashiachs, many Mashiachs. See, Moses had help. So Yeshua is gonna have help, helpers. He's gonna send them out. So the, it says he's gonna send his angels out to get us, the Ishim, right? Angels are also men. Cause they, we're talking to spiritual, we're talking about spiritual things now, okay? So we understand, so you can kind of start understanding what's happening with all this stuff in the capital. These are spiritual forces that are at war with each other. And it's all about the children of Israel, whether we call it that or not, because they don't want the children of Israel in power. Mm -hmm. You say, we've got to deal wisely with them. We can't let them get too high, high in position. So they got to deal wisely with us. And that's through politics. Okay. He it's says, like, I will bring like they yeah. did when we were in Egypt, when Joseph had brought over the 70 and then they started to multiply. They said, they're getting too big. We, we, hmm, we have to do this, this, and this, the same right. concept. Right. And that's how you apply that for today. Uh, so when you see things happening, go back to the, to the Torah, go back to the beginning and you'll see, and you, you'll know what to expect. Mm -hmm. That's why we have COVID-19 all over the world. And that's why it's morphing into a, a more contagious disease because we have not, as, innate, as, a, as the world is not repenting, the world is trying to figure out how to defeat you know, on a physical level, but it's actually a spiritual thing that's manifesting in the, in the natural realm. Right. The world does not know that. We know that, you know that, okay? You know that. So we have to deal accordingly. This is what is happening in, in, uh, in, in Egypt to the children of Israel. Spiritual forces are acting upon the Pharaoh, as they said, I will harden his heart. So that tells you that the spiritual forces are at play so that the will of the Father can be meted out on the nation and the people, okay? So understand that, what's going on. So don't be dismayed, don't be surprised, just understand where you are. And don't strive to stay here, but strive to go as Yisrael, going to, going to the Father, going to, going to God, Israel. You want to leave the place, okay? You want, you're striving. We are just like Abraham. We're in a strange place and we're sojourning. We're trying to get to a, a better city, as it says in the Breed Hadashah, looking for a city that was not made by hand, okay? That's what we're doing. We're sojourners. He said, you are sojourners in the land, okay? He says, but when Moses told the Israelites, and this is it, this, this is key. When Moses told this to the Israelites, when we're telling this right now to the Israelites, and we went through this on Tuesday, right? This is just a recap of Tuesday, mm -hmm. right? He says, they would not listen to Moses, their spirits crushed by cruel bondage. So they mm -hmm. were, you know, mm -hmm. things like, you know, what happens? That Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. So when you bring the message to people and, and, and when people start to, to, to say who they are, then the forces, the spiritual forces, is going to come against you because you, you know who you are and it's going to be hard on you. And some people are going to fall away because of that. 
Some people are not going to believe it. Say, well, since I started to fall in your way, it's gotten harder. See, what was happening is when the children of Israel started to believe and started to do, then when Moses said, Pharaoh, you got to do this, Pharaoh got, his heart was hardened. Again, spiritual forces were in the works. Things were happening, all right? Understand that. We're going to tell you, return to the contract spirit. Learn the contract spirit. I'm not saying give up Yeshua. I'm saying with Yeshua, let allow the Ruach HaKodesh to guide you through the contract agreement so that when Yeshua comes, he'll say, I know you mm -hmm. because you are operating in the contract agreement. You're not operating outside the camp. You see? Now, let me do something for you. Let me give you a little treasure here. Try something different. You haven't, I, I, if you're seeing this, let me know. Okay? Uh, hmm? Okay, I'm coming, trying to get this thing to... Okay, now. There you go. Okay, now this is something some of you have, some of you haven't. This is the Quran, all right? Mm -hmm. This is the Quran, out of the Quran. This is out of, um, it's, uh, I'm going to start, I'm not starting at the beginning. At the beginning, it does pretty good, but I want to just read this part to you because I want you to understand the Muslim mindset about Israel, about us. Because remember, I, I think I've, I've, I've said that when uh, Eliza and I were in Israel, and I think I went to do some shopping. I went to, to get some food or something. And I went and the, the Muslims were talking to me and they were saying, you want to go pray? They were asking me to go pray. You see, they were, they were very friendly with me and they would tell me what I need to know. Yeah, I'm talking about Muslim. Now, at the same time we were there, they, they stabbed a Jew. In the same place that we had been, they stabbed. We were there at nighttime. They didn't bother us. They accepted us. But when the Jews go, they stabbed them. And, and this is, let me show you something. Uh, you, again, you don't have that. I can send this to you, a PDF, if you want it. Uh, so you can just, you have an, uh, you can see some different things, right? And when people talk about the Quran, you can go and say, well, I got it. Let me go and look at it, see what it really says. You can do it for yourself. But I want to read this for you. It says uh, on 36, and this is the 03 Al Imran, the family of Imra. It says, uh, it says, that's not actually real. It's actually 01. Al-Fatiha is what I'm actually, the opening is what I'm, I'm reading. He says, then the Satan, the adversary, made them slip thereof, therefrom, therefrom paradise and got them out from that in which they were. We said, get you down all with enmity between yourselves on earth. We'll be, all on earth will be dwelling place for you and an enjoyment for a time. He says, then Adam received from the Lord words and his, and the, his Lord pardoned him, accepted his repentance. Now, uh, in, there is a pericade, let me grab this for you. It's uh, called the pericade, uh, I got so much information, I'll tell you what. Pericade de Rabbi Eleazar, he, he talks about repentance in the creation. There were seven things that were, were made during the creation and repentance is one of them. And also the name of the, the Messiah is one of the things that were done during the creation. So we talked about Yeshua was there at the beginning. Yes, he was. And his, and, and uh, rabbinic teaching said, yeah, they understand that. And they knew his name. They know the name. Mm -hmm. Okay. So don't be fooled. They do know the name. All right. All right. Now, some of them that reject it, they reject it because they choose to reject. Right. Because it's there in plain sight, prima facie evidence in the writings of the, for the rabbis. It's there. We all taught that. We are all taught that. Okay. He said, we say, we said, 
Get down, all of you from this place, paradise. Then whenever there comes to you a guidance from me, and whoever follows my guidance, there shall be no fear of, on them, nor shall they grieve. And this is this time now. Because we have received the guidance, which is the Torah. And so we're not afraid of the circumstances, the situations that we're in now. Okay? It says, but those who, dis, those who disbelieve our proofs, evidence, verses, and lessons, signs of revelation, such as are the dwellers of the fire, they shall abide therein forever. Oh, here's what I really wanted to get. I wanted to give you that little background, but I want to get down here. Oh, children of Israel, remember my favor, which I bestowed upon you and fulfill your obligation to my covenant with you. The Muslims know that Israel are the covenant people. Mm -hmm. See, they know it. Okay. He says, so that I fulfill my obligation to you, your covenant with me and fear none but me. Listen, that they know. That's why when I went there, they accepted me as a brother. They say I'm a Muslim because they follow the same. And let me just go ahead and read some more for you. And believe in what I've sent down. It says the Quran, right? Which is uh, Arabic, you know, but it says confirming that which is with you, the Tari or the Torah, confirming the Torah. So in the Quran, it leads them, guides them to the Torah and the Injil, the gospel. Listen at that, the gospel. So the Muslims know the gospel. And if you've ever listened to Farrakhan, he talks about the gospel. He does, because they know the gospel. They're told to accept the gospel. And it says, uh, uh, and you know when he talks about in the gospel, he talks about Yeshua, okay? And be not first to disbelieve therein, and by, uh, not with my verses, the, 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 the Torah. He said, don't pay for the Torah. In other words, it means don't go buy, don't sell the Torah, and don't buy the Torah. It's freely given, as is written in the, in the, in the, by the prophet. It says, the Torah and the Injil, the gospel, a small price, again, a small gain by selling my verses. He said, see, so we have those that are, are doing that out for profit and fear me and me alone, okay? Don't mix the, the truth with falsehood, nor conceal the truth, okay? So I, I just wanted to hit that. I wanted to hit that for you to let you know that I want you to introduce that so that you will know that the Muslims know who we are. So when we go there, they accept us and they say they don't accept the other people because they know who we are. And they, and they know when, and actually they talk about Muslims who don't accept, don't live by the Torah. They say they're not believers. They're not believers, you see? So they, uh, and, and it talks about, again, Christianity, the Christians who keep the, the New Testament, they accept you. So that's one of the reasons why I say we need to get up off the foolishness. Keep you sure. Keep the Torah. See, I'm not saying keep the, the, the Quran. We don't need it. We don't need it. We have what we need. As the children of Israel, the Torah is our portion. The contract agreement is ours. You don't have to worry about that. The contract, and, and you know, we have it combined with, with the words of Yeshua so that we have the spiritual connection because the spiritual, the words in the, in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, as we say, are spiritual words, which when you understand 
the operation of Yeshua and how he operates, the Torah becomes, it comes alive to you. Case in point, I was taught in rabbinical school that to wear the tefillin, the thing that you put on your head and on the arm. Because in the, in the Shema, it says what? There shall be frontless before your eyes and bound in your hand as a sign. I don't think they. I don't think they can see you, Rabbi. You have to put the picture on you, like put the screen oh, on oh, you. Oh, oh, that's right. Let me, let me, let me stop the share. I can go back to the share anytime. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. These are the tefillin that that you'll see the Jews wearing at the wailing wall. They wear them. We're supposed to wear them in the morning at prayer. When we pray, we're supposed to put these on. All right. And 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 you know, frontless for your eyes, bound in your hand at the side. That's a, spit, a physical thing. But what, it, what the scripture says, when you understand it from a spiritual of spiritual perspective, and I'm going to teach you about those, and there's a prayer that goes along with it, you know. But, and I do wear them when I go with the, as they call them, the Ashkenazim or Sephardic Jews. I will go and I'll wear them so that I don't want to uh, offend them, right? Because those who understand the truth you understand, so you have to sometimes, you know, give a little bit to the people so that you can, you don't want to, you don't want to break them. You know, they, they're doing the best they can, right? We're all trying to do the best. When I go to people, they don't say everything they know when I talk with the, the deep rabbi. They don't say it because they don't want to offend me. They don't want to run me out. So they give me a break, right? So we have to learn to give people a break. Uh -huh. But understand that I say that because I wear the Teflon and sometimes I do it just so I can keep in practice with it. But I understand that what it means is the Torah is as front before my eyes. When I make decisions, it's based upon what the Torah says or what Yeshua has said that I should do. That's what it means. And then it says, when I do my work, the works of my hand, let them be based upon charity and mercy and justice. Mm -hmm. You see? So that's what it really means. But you can, but again, there's nothing wrong with wearing the Tefillin. Right, uh, and the zitzit. The zitzit is is actually commanded because it tells you how it actually tells you the blue ribbon around the four corners of the garment. It tells you, you know, they have the locks, right? It tells you that, but but when it comes to the tefillin, it says they shall be as frontlets before your eyes, right? Okay, because what happens is you write this parchment and you put it inside the box. You put the parchment in, and there's a box inside, and it has a parchment inside, and it has the Shema, right? You can't read that in this box. You can't read that in that box. You still got to know it in your heart. It's mm -hmm. got to be in your heart and in your mind. This box, I can throw this thing in the corner. I wouldn't do it because it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But you understand what I'm saying? See? Understand what I'm saying? So, so in some aspects, and this is why we have to combine with, I think the messianic is, is wonderful because you get both the best of both worlds. You get to understand the mitzvot, the commandments, the contract agreement, and you understand Yeshua. You know Yeshua, and you understand the Brit the, the, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. how he operates in your life and operates to empower you to spread the gospel. You see, so the messianic 
is a very powerful person when he understands both the Tanakh and the Brihad But, you know, just knowledge of it is not enough. You've got to actually impl implement it in your daily life so that others, when they see you, they can understand. And don't be afraid to tell the truth. Don't be afraid to make the correction because if you don't correct a person when they're wrong, then you are guilty. The blood is on your hands. And so with the things that we're going to teach and we're going to share with each other, remember we're responsible once it's shared because my people are destroyed because they disobey. And because they disobey, they're punished for that disobedience. Not because you lack knowledge, but because you disobey when you're taught. You understand that? See, I, I used to say that my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And in fact, it's my people are destroyed because they disobey. We were kicked out of the land because we disobeyed, not because we didn't know. We knew, but we disobeyed. If you, never, if you don't get anything else out of that today, understand this. My people are destroyed because they disobeyed. And the people of Israel, the children of Israel, did not believe Moshe when he told them, right? And the children of Israel, our forefathers were kicked out of Israel because we disobeyed. Mm -hmm. Not because we didn't have the knowledge. We had the knowledge, but we disobeyed that knowledge. And because we rejected that knowledge, you see, we in other words, we did disobeyed it. That's why we wound up where we are, okay? So are there any questions? I'm gonna, you can stop my, I can, do I need to stop to share? Uh, stop my. Oh, oh, I've already reclaimed it. I've uh, okay, good. figured okay, it okay. out how to do it. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yo, you, hey, look I'm at learning, you. <laughs> I'm learning as we go along here. Uh, thank you for your word, Rabbi Avshalom. Um, he's giving you some websites. Uh, he came out of Exodus 6 today. He gave you some information. Um, everybody's taking a, a piece of the tour. And they, and they try to uh, change religions. They try to get all these Scientology, all this, but you got to come back to the covenant, no matter what, you got to come back to that contract, the 10 commandments, you can't get around it. People have been trying to get around it forever. And that's what has cut, uh, kept order on the land. That covenant, the 10 commandments, if we didn't have those, this world would have been in turmoil and we would have tore it up a long time ago. That's right. That's so true. And, and that's what, so, that, yeah, that's what made the other nations want to be like Israel because they, they said, what nation? What other nation has such a, 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 a wisdom like this? And they were talking about it because they knew Torah. And, and, every, and everybody keeps taking a piece of it. Mm -hmm. You can't take a piece of it. It has to be all of it. Yeah. That's why we were kicked out. We want to, everybody want to uh, recite the Bible, a piece of this and a piece of that. Well, what about that other piece? What about that other commandment? right you can't take bits and pieces of it and and we're here uh, we thank you for tuning in um we'll be here every saturday we we've been consistent every saturday we've come on this is our 29th uh hebrew congregation our episode we've been consistent because god is consistent god is an on-time god we thank you lord we thank you for another opportunity we thank you that the word has gone out we thank you that we can see things. You've given us divine uh, intervention. You've given us this, this wisdom and knowledge that we're able to hear and see, and we are no longer blinded. 
we thank you, Lord, that we are born again. He said, not coming out of a womb, but to, to come into the knowledge and the agreement of the Lord. We thank you for being born again. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the blood that he shed for us. We thank you that he's coming back again. We thank you for our ancestors, Lord. Even though that they were disobedient, Lord, we had to go through the process because the Bible doesn't lie. There was a process and we're going through the process right now. We thank you for molding us. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you for leading us. We thank you for the, the roof over our head. We thank you for the food on our table. We thank you for your Passover and the protection. Oh, shake, hey, hey, hey. We thank you, Lord. You're an on-time God. You're a holy God. You're a God of truth. You are our Prince of Peace. You are our bread. You are our wine. You are our everything. We are nothing without you. We lift your name on high. We give it all to you. We lay it all before Yahshua because that's what he died for. It's too big for us. We are getting into place. We thank you, Lord. The word has gone forward and it will not go void. Your people are learning. Your people are lining up. We thank you for this Sabbath day. We thank you for the covenant. We thank you for your angel. You're dispatching. You're dispatching. We invite you in. We invite you into our homes. We invite you into our lives. We invite you in, Yahshua and Yahweh. We invite you in, Lord Jesus Christ. We invite you in. We, we give it to you. We welcome you. We thank you for a sound mind. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for even the things that's going wrong because we know all it does is what doesn't destroy you makes you stronger. You're building us up. You're leading the way. We face an east. We're giving all to you. We love you. We love you. We are your children. We have power. We have integrity. We have dignity. And most of all, we have love. We forgive. We pray for the enemy right now. We pray for those hateful people on Capitol Hill, Lord. We're praying for the ones who's trying to destroy us. The fiery darts will not penetrate us. We have your breastplate of armor on right now, Lord. In the atmosphere, things are going on. We're calling it down right now, Lord. We're, we're coming, those dispatching those holy angels. They're coming and they're protecting us. You're giving us knowledge and wisdom and you're leading us. We thank you, Father. Oh, hey, hey, hey. We, we, we love you and we lift your name on high. Toda, we thank you. Toda, hey, she, hey, hey. We thank for everybody that's watching. We ask that they change. We're letting that tradition go and we're keeping it real. We're all keeping it real. We're letting that tradition go. And we're serving your holidays. We're teaching our children. We're having our communion every Friday. We're laying it out. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, you are Prince of Peace. You are a healer. You're our God. We ask that you be blessed. We'll see you next Saturday. Send me your email address so you can log on with us. We thank you for our, our new guest today. Shalom. Shalom.